Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, featuring Senior Pastor Naida M. Parson. And on today's episode, we talk about power, the sustainable power that God gives us through the Holy Spirit, the power to walk this walk with God, the power to pursue purpose, the power to withstand the enemy's attacks. He gives power, walk, and not get faint. He increased strength. You have increased strength when you can resist something now that you were not able to resist before. When I pushed at this thing before, it pushed back and I couldn't be effective against it. But because God increased my strength. Uh, You see, it made me weary before trying to move against the resistance. Of giving. There we go. There we go. And I want you to know why some people are excited about giving. This weekend, we looked at all of the church finances up to this point, and we kept saying over and over, this don't make no sense. This don't make no sense. We know what's going on. We are living in this world like everybody else. But what we see on this paper and what God has been doing in this house with our giving just doesn't make any sense. And so... What I thought about is if I offered any one of y'all some Bitcoin, how many people would be able to tell me what Bitcoin actually does or what it is? Most people would not know what it is, but you know it's going to do something for you. So I challenge you on this afternoon to get in with what we're doing over here with your tithing and your offering and giving. Will I tell you it will leave you dumbfounded and you will be like, I don't know why it's working, but it's working. And so here... At New Antioch, we have three ways that you can give here at the house. You can text your giving in on your cell phone device right now to 77977. Just text the word New Antioch, all one word. It'll prompt you right there on your phone what you're supposed to do so you can give that way. You can go online, newantioch-aliante.org. That is our website. There's a little button there at the top. Hit donate. It's really, really simple. It takes you through the whole process of how you can give that way. Or you can give here at the house. We are still open and we are still growing and we are still moving and thriving here at the house. We are here located at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. That's in North Las Vegas, Nevada. 89084. Also at the end of service, they will be available at the doors there. If you want to give by card, there'll be somebody there. There's also uh, Miss Chantel's back here in the back right. If you want to give by card, she's available to take it by card. So before we go forward, I want to pray over the giving. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for how you have completely multiplied what we have given. God, how you have completely grown and thrived what we have given. God, thank you for being uh, uh, our provider. Thank you for continuing to do your part as we give unto the house and be good stewards over what you have given us, God, how you have multiplied it, how you have pressed it down, how you have shaken it together, God, and how it has been overflowing for us, God. So on today, we ask that you do the same for those that are giving on this afternoon. God, multiply it for them. You know their needs and meet it like the great provider that you have always been. These things, God, we lift up before you in your son Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen and amen. Now I challenge you to get excited. Glory to God. But there is a word from the Lord. We're going to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31. We're going to do the King James Version because it's how most of us have memorized this scripture. 
and we've been fooling with it. It keeps coming up. So I decided I'm just going to unpack it today. Isaiah 40. Take a little bit off of this microphone for me, please. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31, in the King James Version, is there for you on the screen. Let's read together. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Our topic this afternoon is he gives power, walk, and not faint. So our theme this, this month is power walk. So from this text, the first three words of verse 29 says he gives power. And then the last three words of verse 31 says walk and not faint. So power walk, he gives power power walk and not faint I want to be powerful I want to be powerful it's it's a blessing to be good it's it's a grace to be effective at all it's humbling and so I'm grateful that so many people like my ministry, kind of like the way I preach. But I want to be powerful. Powerful means having great power or strength. Uh, it, personally, powerful means having control over events in my life, over my own behavior over my own responses, over my own situations, not being pitiful or passive. I want to be powerful. As a leader, being powerful means to have influence with people. Other leaders and teams and congregants to have a uh, power over the influence over our congregation, to be able to have influence over the community. Yeah, that's what folks in politics wants. They want to be powerful. They, 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 those folks in the street want to be powerful. They got the show called Power. You, you want to be powerful. Organized crime leaders and terrorist groups, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for power. They want to be powerful and have influence, not just with people, but they actually, not just with people, they actually want to control people. They want to be powerful. But I want to be powerful for the kingdom and having great influence over people. I want to be powerful in, in ministry, having 
a strong effect on people's feelings and thoughts when I preach. I, I want to be powerful. I, I, I want to have a strong effect on people's situation when I pray. I, I want to be powerful. I want to be powerful, Sharonda, because it helps people. I want to be powerful because it promotes the kingdom. I want to be powerful because it backs the devil up and it destroys his plans. Power sets people free. Power accomplishes the impossible. Power changes lives. Power gives people options. Power fuels evangelism. As Jesus said, we would receive power after the Holy Spirit comes on us and we could be witnesses. I don't know about y'all, but I want to be powerful. I just do. And maybe sometimes I don't even know why I do. I just do. I, I see it sometimes in other ministers and other places, and I just want it. I, I want that. Maybe, maybe because the Holy Spirit in me is power, and I'm just feeling his desire to be himself and want to express himself through me. I don't know. I just, I just want to be powerful. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't like having my butt whooped by the enemy. I don't want to struggle with him. I don't want to wrestle with him. I just want to knock him out and be able to move on and do what I need to do but there's something in me that wants to be powerful and I'm wondering if there's anybody else in this room that feels me who wants to be powerful because if you were powerful maybe you could lay hands on that kid and they would instantly get some get right if you were powerful Maybe you could speak to that situation that's been working your last nerve and it would correct itself in 24 hours. Maybe if you were powerful, you could pray for your own self and that issue would be immediately in check and you'd start living free today. Maybe if you were powerful, you could lay hands on that sick family member and they would recover. Or if you were powerful, maybe you could speak a word of wisdom and turn someone's life around with just one pointed conversation. Does anyone want to be powerful? You know, we've been learning how to walk with God all year long, and, and now we want to level it up to a power walk. Some Several times then, in these past two months, we've been talking about power walk. This verse out of Isaiah 40 keeps coming up. We were here with it last week. We've been at both churches. This scripture keeps coming up. Now, those of us who are church folk, we've heard this scripture all of our lives. But I want to unpack it today. And my hope is that... We will come out of this month in a full power walk. My prayer is that we as a church become even more powerful. So let's take a look at Isaiah 40. We're going to start with verse 29 in the King James Version. And it says, he gives power to the faint. He gives power. He gives power. Well, who is he? Well, verse 28 tells us who he is. The everlasting God. The Lord. The word Lord is in that capital L-O-R-D. Meaning Yahweh. Jehovah. The Lord Jehovah. 
the creator of the ends of the earth, the one who doesn't faint or get weary ever. Well, who is he? He is the Lord God strong and mighty. He is the Lord God mighty in battle. He is the almighty God. He is El Shaddai. He is the God who is more than enough. He is the omnipotent, all-powerful one. Who is he? He's the one that the question was asked about. Is there anything too hard for God? So you see, if we're going to get some power, it matters a lot who you're getting your power from. So the all-powerful gives power. He gives power. God gives power. How do I get powerful? He gives power. It's a free gift. He's just giving the stuff away. He's just giving the stuff away. It's not rocket science. There's no formula to it. It's not a lottery or only for those people who prove their worth. He is just giving the stuff away. He gives power. Now, the word for power in this scripture, as some of you know, the Old Testament was written in this, this language called Hebrew. And so you have to sometimes go back to see what did they mean when they wrote that word. So, so in this, this scripture, the Hebrew word is koach. And uh, in the Hebrew, this term actually reads, he gives to the weak power. He gives to the weak koach. Koach, koach. What does koach mean? It means ability, efficiency, and strength in toil. He gives to those who do not. He gives ability then to those who do not have ability. He gives efficiency to those who have not been effective. And when you are toiling, when you're fighting with something, he gives you the strength to be victorious in your struggle. He gives koach. He gives ability, efficiency, strength, and toil to the faint. Now, this word faint means fatigued, weary, worn out, exhausted. He gives koach. He gives ability, efficiency, strength and toil to those who are fatigued, the weary, the worn out, and the exhausted. So it's not talking so much about people who never had it. It's, talking, uh, it's not talking to about people who never had the ability, who never had the efficiency, or who had never had the strength. He's talking about people who had it, but it's been depleted because of the toil. It's been depleted because of the struggle. It's been depleted because of what I've been through. The faint because of what you've been through. You're faint because of what you've been fighting. Is anyone in here tired, fatigued, weary and well-doing, exhausted because you have pushed forth effort in your own strength? Now you're tired. But it also speaks to people who are weary in their mind and in their spirit. Not just physically, 
but also mentally and spiritually exhausted. You see, victorious is, is one thing to be tired from it. And it's another thing to be tired of it. It's one thing to be tired from marriage. It's a whole other thing to be tired of marriage. It's one thing to be tired from parenting. It's a whole other thing to be tired of parenting. It's one thing to be tired from working. We have that every day. Oh, but has anybody been tired of working? <laughs> we all get tired from struggling. But bad things happen when you get tired of struggling. Every week I'm tired from ministry. So read it, but I've had some seasons when I was tired of ministry. And so because you're not only tired from, but you're tired of, so now you're not effective. Now you've lost ability. I just can't do this anymore. I just don't have it in me. Am I in the right room? Because I came by to tell you that he gives power to the faint. He gives effectiveness to those whose efforts have been futile. He gives ability to those who just can't, who have failed, who have not been successful, who have gotten worn out from trying. So then all of a sudden, you're worn out from trying, and then all of a sudden, you get this power, and now you will be able to accomplish what you were previously ineffective doing. When he gives power, all of a sudden, you're able to accomplish what you previously were ineffective doing. It's not now that I have the stamina to keep trying. I have not only the stamina to get up and try again, but now I have the power to accomplish what I couldn't accomplish before. He gives power. I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and now I'm tired, and I'm tired, and I'm tired, and I have no more ability to try because now I'm tired. And I noticed something that if you look at the word tried and just move the I, you got tired. I try, and I try, and something in me moved, and the I moved, and now tried is tired. <laughs> Anybody in the house who's tried is now tired. <laughs> but then, and then he gives me power. 
And not only do I have the stamina to try again, but I have the ability to be successful. And that's good news for somebody today that is tired of trying, that you are going to leave here with stamina to try again and the ability to be successful. Is that good news to anybody that he gives power? Y'all, he's giving the stuff away. He gives power to the faint. And to them who have no might, he increases strength. He increases strength. Now, now let me park here. De depending on which translation you read, if you read it in multiple translations, different languages of the Bible, you, you'll see that in some of the other scriptures, they, they'll flip the words power, strength, and might are kind of flipped around. So you read another translation and they'll have strength where the other one had power and they flip them around. And the same thing with the words weak, faint, and no might. And weary, they'll, they flip them around. So I'm giving you the definitions of the actual words, but really the writer is just being poetic. And, and stating, he's stating the same thing, just using different words with, with slight variations in meaning to make his point. So here's his point. The point is that God gives power, ability, might, strength, and efficiency to those who are weak, faint, fatigued, powerless, tired, and weary. That's the point. God gives power, ability, might, strength, and efficiency to those who are weak, faint, fatigued, powerless, tired, and weary. But, but for this verse, he increases strength. I want to look at a particular aspect of strength. And it still goes along with the, with the context of the scripture. Now, one definition of strength, there's a lot, but one of them is the ability to produce force against an external resistance. The ability, strength, the ability to produce force against an external resistance. The ability to produce force against an external resistance. Come here, Keith. Whichever Keith can get to me fastest. <laughs> Young man, Keith. <laughs> so resist me so if I, my strength if he wants to come this way and I'm trying to go that way my strength is my ability to produce force against an external resistance now, whether or not I can get him out of my way and get him to move the way I want him to move depends on how much strength I have. But if he's resisting me and trying to get me to go the other way, it would the way both of us are going depends on who has the most strength. So your strength is your ability 
to produce force against an external resistance. And what the scripture is saying is that God will increase your ability to produce force against that external resistance. See, some of you are tired, weary, and fatigued because the resistance has exceeded your ability to produce force against it. If I pushed on him and he refused to move, eventually I'm going to get tired and fatigued because I don't have enough strength to produce enough force against something that don't want to move. Why are you exhausted? Because that thing don't want to move. That addiction don't want to move. That kid don't want to move. That spouse don't want to get right. You're tired because that thing you're fighting don't want to move. And your strength He's not producing enough power to get it to move. You're, you're trying to move something that's resisting being moved. So whether you're successful, of course, at moving it depends on how much strength you have. So it would be said then that you have increased strength when you can move something now that you weren't able to move before. He increased strength. You have increased strength when you can resist something now that you were not able to resist before. When I pushed at this thing before, it pushed back, and I couldn't be effective against it. But because God increased my strength, uh, you see, it made me weary before trying to move against the resistance, but now my strength is increased. My ability to produce force against this, this external resistance and now increased. Y'all, the enemy is an external resistance. Sometimes you think it's you. And you get down on you. Sometimes you think it's them. And you get mad with them. But I come to remind you that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You're frustrated with the wrong person. You're frustrated with the wrong person. If you're tired and fatigued and frustrated with them, you are frustrated with the wrong person. It's not them, it's him. It's the devil. You're frustrated. With the wrong person. It's an external resistance. You have an enemy that's not flesh and blood. But this power, God has given this stuff away. He gives power to the faint and to them who have no might. He increases strength. And then Isaiah puts in this statement right after he says that God will give power and increase strength. He drops this statement in. He said, even the youth will faint and get weary. Even the young will utterly fall. Stop being down on yourself for being weary sometimes. Everyone gets weary. Everyone gets weary. You macho men, you alpha females, all of you that are the go-to people, 
everyone gets weary. The heads of households, you single moms, you parent children, you captain saver hoes, you supermen, you wonder women, everyone gets weary. Y'all didn't warn the visitors. For, Victoria, you're supposed to warn them before they come up in here that I might say anything. All of you that are self-sufficient, thanks, sis. All of you make it happen kind of people. All the Olivia Popes and the Captain Kirks, everyone gets weary. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. There's no shame in it. You haven't done anything wrong, son. You haven't lost your identity. No one thinks less of you. Everyone gets weary. Isaiah was letting them know for what the people of God were facing at the time. Some of it was their own doing. Some of it was the, was the enemy's doing. But things would get so tiresome. The resistance against them would be so strong. Life would throw some curves at them. So much so that even the youth were going to faint and get weary. And aren't we living in this day right now? And we're living in that time, that kind of time right now. Even our youth are weary. That's why they're smoking weed all day. Vaping. and Waxing. They're weary. I know y'all like that Mary Jane. Y'all like that Mary Wanna, But it is the curse of this generation. It's more than a generational curse. We're not dealing with just a generational curse of addiction. We are dealing with the curse of this generation. These young folk are weary. So they just stay high all day. They're fainting. Everybody gets weary. Our young adults are utterly falling. They're young and they're killing themselves. They're young and they're just not waking up in the morning. Nobody knows why. They're, they're, they're young. The young adults are utterly falling. Everyone gets weary. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to cover it up. You don't have to man up and fake it. You don't have to woman up and deny it. Everyone gets weary. But, I like that word, but. But cancels out everything that was written before it. The youth shall faint and get weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But, but what? But they that wait on the Lord. You have been weary, but. You've been fatigued, but. You've been powerless, but. You've been worn out, but. You've been weak, but. You've been without might, but. The youth faint and get weary. The young men shall utterly fall, but. There is a remedy. There is an alternative. There is a second win. There is another outcome. There's a flipping of the script, but those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on Yahweh shall renew their strength. They shall renew their ability to produce force against an external resistance. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Now this word wait, you know, y'all got a really good look at it last week with Pastor Sharonda. 
Let's go maybe a little bit deeper. The, the Hebrew word for weight is kava. They that cover on the Lord, that, that cover the Lord. And, and, and our, the, the, one of the meetings is what we typically mean by that. And if you look at other translations, those who look eagerly for the Lord, those who wait expectantly, who, those who hope. One translation is say hope in the Lord. And hope in the Bible always means a confident expectation. We're, we're looking for the Lord. But there's a deeper meaning of the word kava. Kava also means, stay with me, stay with me. The tension of enduring. They, it means to remain. Stay right here. And withstand the tension of enduring. Those who can remain and withstand the tension of enduring will renew their strength. It's like the concept of the second wind. Long distance runners or cyclists or really any, any physical sport, they, they, they really hit a wall. They call it the wall. The wall is when you hit that point that everything in you wants to quit. But if you quit, you lose. If you quit, you're not going to finish. But if you can just keep going, if you can just withstand that tension of enduring. See, the, the, the desire to quit causes a tension. Everything in me says, shut this down. We can't do anything else. But any runner will tell you, if you can handle that, if you can remain in the tension of enduring, God has placed something in our bodies that will find more strength. It's... Anybody watched, ever watched the Titan games? I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't get too many amens this morning. I'm like, y'all don't watch my baby daddy? That's my baby daddy. Uh, the Rock. It's, it's so The Rock, the Rock uh, had this, this show called the Titan Games. And, and there's this, I, I want y'all to YouTube it. YouTube uh, the Lunar Impact. There, there's, there's this challenge called Lunar Impact. And in it, the contestants, they run up a wall. There's one on each side. And there's this metal wall in the middle. So they climb up the sides and they run with all of their force to this metal wall. But their opponent is on one side. And they're on the other side. And the one who has the ability to overpower the other will eventually push them off the platform. So they have this platform, and they got to push against this metal wall. And if you can overpower them and push them all the way back, then they eventually fall off their platform. Y'all, you got an opponent, opponent that's trying to get you off your platform. But that's a whole nother message. So what happens sometimes is their strength will get equal. And so they're, they're neither moving, and sometimes they'll turn their back because they're getting tired. And they're neither moving forward or backward because they're at this standoff. 
They don't have the strength to overpower the resistance. But they're not backing up either. So you're not going to back me up. But I can't move forward. So where are we? So now we're just in the tension of enduring. And sometimes for, for minutes on end, they each will just be in one place. I'm not giving up, but I'm not moving forward. I've got to find, and sooner or later, one of them will get their strength renewed. And whoever strength renews first will begin to, to pe uh, push the other person back because they endured the tension. That point where I can't move forward, but I've refused to move backward. And the Bible is saying that if you will wait, if you will stand firm and just go through, remain during the tension of enduring, you'll renew your strength. So Sharon tells me about this exercise her brothers did called burnout, that it trains athletes to be able to perform in overtime. This is good to me. They, they, they practice and wear them all out. They wear them completely out. Everybody's exhausted. Bodies say we can't do no more. Then the culture scream, burn out. That means they got to get back on the field and play hard again. They got to find that strength from somewhere because now we in burnout. And they do that to train them to be able to win in overtime. If this game goes into overtime, I got to train you to be able to endure the tension, to remain in the tension, to, to endure that and wait until that strength renews. So some of you has a fight that has placed you in overtime. Does anybody feel like they're in overtime you and the enemy are at a standoff he's tired of fighting you and you're tired of fighting him somebody's financial situation has gone into overtime somebody's marriage situation is in overtime somebody's physical situation is in overtime somebody's mental situation is in overtime somebody's spiritual fight is in overtime but if you can withstand the tension of enduring just wait on it Remain right there because he gives power. He increases strength. This is a power walk. So, beloveds, walk and not faint. You can walk and not faint. Don't give up on this walk. Help is on the way. It's here right now. Help is here right now. Don't let the devil talk you into believing that you can't do what you're already doing. Don't let the devil talk you into believing that you can't do what you're already doing. I just can't do this right. I, devil say, you can't do this no more. You can't do this, but you're already doing it. You can't raise these kids, but you're already doing it. You can't survive on this income, but you're already doing it. <laughs> I can't make it through this, but you're already doing it. Don't let the devil convince you that you can't do what you're already doing. Say, I will walk with God and not faint. 
Because walking with God sometimes is a fight. Walking with God is going to bring some resistance. Walking with God sometimes is a challenge. But staying on this walk, you got to stay on this walk with God. And sometimes staying on this walk is not an easy win, but <laughs> this walk is taking me somewhere, but... He gives power, but he increases strength, but he makes a way out of no way, but he provides a second wind, but I have some wings coming like the wings of an eagle. I'm going to mount up like wings of an eagle. Somebody says waiting gives you wings. It ain't Red Bull, baby. Waiting gives you wings. If you can just stand that tension, waiting. The Bible says waiting gives you wings. You'll run and not get weary. Walk and not faint. If I can wait, I can come out of this powerful. I will walk and not faint. Y'all, this is a power walk. So tell somebody, so walk and not faint. Today, my prayer is for people who want to be powerful. We started with the praise team this morning and because it's one thing to be good. They're good. But it's a whole other thing to be powerful. To be so powerful that people are set free without the preacher ever having to get up. To be so powerful that as you begin to sing worship and praise to God you look in the audience and people are crying and people are breaking and people are being set free and people's lives are changed that's what it means to be powerful preachers to be good is one thing but to have your word change and transform lives you ever had a time where you're just preaching and people just rush the altar because that word had broken something in them and they just want to be close to God because your preaching was powerful that they didn't just leave and say that was good but they left and said I'm changed intercessors do you want to be powerful? Don't you get tired of praying for people and nothing never changes? If you're praying and praying and praying and nothing ever happens, then maybe you're good. We can train you how to be good at prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Your glory fulfills the temple. Yeah, we can teach you how to be good at prayer. But don't you want to be powerful? In your own life, for the things that you need to do with your life, and you're being controlled by external resistance, you can't stop your own self from drinking. You can't stop your own self from fighting and cussing folk out. You can't stop your own self from getting high. Even when you want to, that means there's no power. Do you want to be powerful? That's who I'm going to pray for today. I want to start with 
Mm, let's, let me start with the preachers. Everybody in here that knows you have a call to preach and share the word, stand on your feet. You know you have a call to share and to preach the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see those who are here who are called to preach and share this word. Level us up, God, from being good to being powerful. Receive power in the name of Jesus. Receive power in the name of Jesus. God, let my word be powerful. Let my teaching be powerful. Give me the strength to speak a word that changes people's lives. God, give me the ability to, to produce force against every resistance so that when I speak, they cannot resist the words that are coming out of my mouth. God, I want to be able to preach with power. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Those of you that are intercessors, stand on your feet. If you have been called to pray for other people, you know that part of your ministry is to pray for other people and you want your prayer to be powerful. Stand on your feet. You don't have to be a minister or servant. Leader. Some of you know. You just, you just get an urge to pray for people. You're praying for people don't even know why you're praying for people. There you go. I knew it was some more in here. Lift those hands to God. Lord, I surrender my gifts to you. I want to move from being polished to being powerful. I want to move from being a professional to being powerful. I want to move from knowing how to do it to there being power in my prayer. God, I receive power to lay hands and people recover. I receive power to speak to situations and those situations change. God, endow us with power. We'll wait right here. We'll endure right here. We'll stay right here. We'll push against the resistance of the enemy until we feel that second wind. God, we want to pray with power. I want to be powerful. You lift me up. In the name of Jesus. Now, those of you that just want to be powerful in your life, you don't want to be weak and pitiful and fatigued. You don't want to get tired of everything. You want to feel the strength to push through, whether it's financial, mental, emotional, physical, if you need power. Stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet and say, God, I want to be powerful in my life. I want some power over my own self. And I'm right with you. Y'all, me too. I want power over my own self, over my own life, over the way I do my body, my diet, my exercise, my finances, my mental capacity, depression, anxiety, whatever it is. I don't want to be, I don't want to be pitiful in my own life. I don't want to be weak and faint all the time. I want to be able to be effective in marriage. I want to be able to be effective in parenting. I want to be able to be financially effective. I want to be able to be effective with me. Lift those hands to God. And say, God, one more weight right here on you. 
I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back down. I want to be powerful. And you said in your word, if I would wait on you, if I would expect you, that you would increase my strength, that you would give me power. God, if you've given the stuff away, I want to receive it in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you to release power in this room right now. Release power all over from the pulpit to the door. Release power, God. You sent this word because you're giving out power. We're waiting on you. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to expect you. And God, just give me that second wind. Infuse me with power. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I can't give it to you. You got to receive it. But some of you need to make that first move. You may have your seats. Some of you need to make the first move, which is to really and sincerely accept God into your life. You can't get this strength outside of him. He wants you to be successful. So whether you're listening on our video, if you're watching us where you are right now, if you need to accept God, Accept Jesus in your heart for the first time. Oh, you need to rededicate yourself. You know, like I did it back in the day. But now I really need to get right with God. Start really walking with God. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I'm ready to walk with you for real. So thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I'll walk with you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're online and you prayed that prayer, there's somebody looking right now for you. If you would just put in the comment section, I prayed the prayer today. I got saved today or rededicated my life today. Because if you prayed that prayer and meant it in your heart, we believe that you are born again. We believe that you're saved. We believe that God has come into your heart and it's good. It's on now. It's on now. So I can give you the words, but you have to have the heart. And if you really believe that then we believe that you have changed on the inside. So we want, there's a book I want you to have that's called Salvation 101, and it'll tell you what your steps are next. You need a church home, you need a pastor, and I would love to be your pastor. So what would you get? What do we get if we join your church? Well, the first thing you get is me. You need a pastor, and I would love to be your pastor. You get this entire pastoral staff. We would love to be your family. You get an entire church that would love to be your family. So if you need a church home, put that in the comments as well. You can go to nuantioc-aliante.org and go to our connect button and we can connect you there. Come on, be a part of the family. And those of you that are here, if you need a church home, if you need a pastor, if you need a church family, if you prayed that prayer today, either for the first time or you rededicated by praying that prayer today, 
just raise your hand. You don't have to come up here. Just raise your hand and say, I prayed that prayer today. I'm ready. I'm ready to serve God. Amen. We have a hand. Amen. Amen. Be excited. We have hands right here. We have a hand right here. With my staff, I mean, I might need some extra to help Sister Arnett out. Let's see, the young back, young lady back here, the two. The Lord is just dealing with this woman of God. Pastor Sharonda, if you just go and just lay your hand on your back, whatever it is, whatever God leads you to pray for, you can ask her. Um, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, just need a change. Right here next to uh, Victoria. This lady has. I'm going to send you the chief prayer warrior. She send you the chief. God going to do this today. Amen. Anyone else? And if you would like a church home, if you would like us to be your family, and you say, this is the church I believe God is leading me to. If you raise your hand, some, a staff person will come to you as well. Say, yeah, I want this to be. Amen, right here. I want this to be my church. Servant leaders, if you all could. Oh, I think Arnett's got to. We want to give you the information. Get you signed up. Anybody else want this to be your church home? Amen. Amen, right here. Amen. We're excited. We're so excited. I'm so excited to work with you, to get to know you and bring you as part of the family. They're going to come and get your information. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Thank you all. What a great service on today. We went pink today, and I think my staff has pretty much uh, handled it. Uh, but again, we've already celebrated the survivors. So celebrate you again, all survivors. Just wave at us one more time. Breast cancer survivors. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it means a lot to us at this church, especially for those they won. They just won it on the other side. Um, and those that are struggling with it even now, uh, we're going to pray. I think they did that too, but we're going to go ahead and pray for that as well. And we're praying for a cure. Now, God can cure. God can heal without a, when there's no cure. <laughs> God can heal without the medicine. So first, we're praying that. Because I know there are some that, that have that struggle even now. Somebody is listening um, that has breast cancer right now. And I want you to know your family is praying for you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we celebrate those that have survived breast cancer. God, we ask you to heal those who are struggling right now. You can heal cancer without a doctor. You can heal anything. You don't need medicine. You don't need a hospital. You don't need a surgery. We're asking you for your best, God. We're believing that you're bringing healing right now in the name of Jesus. And God, for those others, we're praying that you get into the mind of the scientists and the lab techs and the, 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 the doctors. Get in their minds, God, and bring us a cure. Bring us treatment that works and a cure for this disease. And so, God, we lift it up to you right now in Jesus' name. Healer, heal. Healer, heal. Great healer, we're asking you to heal in the name of Jesus. Amen. And those of you that have not, get your mammograms. Men, check yourselves as well. 
Let's get our memory. Let's do what we can do so God can do what he can do. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We are bringing uh, Pastor Sharonda back uh, to pray us out. We are still in our just one. We praying that God will send us out. I like how she does it on Mondays. So, Lord, send us out into the day. So we st I'm stealing that from her every Sunday. We're going to send you out into the week. With divine, ask for divine appointments that you will run into somebody who needs Jesus. But also pray for everything, for our church to grow. Pray for those things and seal the word. So she's going to come and do that. God bless you all. Come back and see us next week. Amen, amen. Let's thank God for that word from our pastor. Y'all, it takes some time in his presence to get that. It just don't happen overnight. She labors in his presence for her. And so let's thank God one more time for our pastor for the word on this afternoon. We are going to, we're going to pray. I do want you all to be reminded um, that we usually do a fall fest and we usually do it on October 31st on Halloween. Um, we had to scale back a bit. We couldn't do it at all last year because of covid we had to scale back this year, but we are still going to have it. What we're going to do on October 31st for our regular service at 1230, we are going to be over in the park. We're going to have an outdoor service. We're going to have candy. Come on. We're going to have some activities uh, for the family. And so do come out. And what we're asking you for, one is your presence. Come out there and be present with us out here in the open air as we take our service to this community. But we also need you to bring some candy. Our kids are not going to miss out on the candy. And so we want you to start bringing candy. Um, just let us know. There is someone here. I'll be here on Monday mornings from 8 until noon. And so just come drop off your candy. I think we have another week before it's time so you can bring it next Sunday, right? Yeah, we have another Sunday. So bring your candy. We're going to put a bin out front. So just bring your bags of candy. We're going to make sure that our kids in this community know that we're here. We're going to love on them. Even if they cannot go out, we'll make sure that they have some safe candy. And that they know that we're, we're in this with them. No, we don't celebrate Halloween, but we do celebrate fall. Where are my fall lovers? We got the house decorated. We got all of the orange and burgundy and browns up. So we, we celebrate in fall. So bring some candy for the children. And so let us pray now. Let us seal up this word that was so eloquently given on this afternoon. Father God, we say thank you. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for allowing us to be in this place together. And God, we ask for your power. God, we all need your power in one way or another. So we say thank you, oh God, that we can resist, that we can wait, that we can stand. And God, and be refreshed and renewed by your power. God, we speak that over everyone, oh God, that can hear, everyone that heard, everyone that can perceive the presence of God in this place. And so God, we say thank you. We as a house, as New Antioch at Aliante, say thank you, Lord. We continue to pray over our just one. God, show us where we ought to be. Show us the one that you are sending us to that we can share your life with, that we are carriers of good news. God, show us where we ought to share this good news. 
That we might be able, oh God, to bring one more into the kingdom. That we might be able, oh God, to save a soul on this week. And so we say thank you that we are alert, that we are watching, that we're expecting, that we're looking for the one that you would give us. And so, God, we bless everyone who is here. Cover us as we go. Keep us mindful of you, my God, in the holy name of Jesus. And so we say thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Please remain seated. Our sanctuary attendants will make sure that you get out safely. Y'all, we still being mindful of COVID. Um, our pastor is still getting phone calls of people that are going in the hospital, still sick with COVID. And so we're still being cautious over here. And so we just allow our seniors to get out safely so we don't crowd them. And then they'll let you all out. Amen. Amen. Central at 77977.